Welcome to Raw and Radiant, the podcast that ignites your spirit and empowers your soul. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey? Here we give other women permission to embrace their truth, to find the courage to choose themselves first, because guess what? You are not alone. Join us in this massive journey of empowerment and courage. Together we'll illuminate your inner spark, empowering you to embrace the radiant light within and show you how magical you are. It's time to unleash your potential and make a difference in this world. Are you ready to step into the raw and radiant version of you? Embark on a powerful and transformative eight-week journey with me in my signature course, Liberation, Rising from the Ashes. This deeply powerful healing space is for you if you are ready to break free from the chains of narcissistic emotional abuse. My soul's mission is rooted in compassion and empathy, and I understand the pain of narcissistic emotional abuse firsthand. Having walked this challenging path as a child of a narcissist, and past partners, I've dedicated the last four years to studying and recognizing the patterns of narcissists while simultaneously healing one layer at a time within my own journey. This immersive experience is not just a healing space, it's a powerful gateway to reclaiming your life after the silent abuse. What awaits you in this transformative container? Clarity and freedom, rebuilding your self-esteem, connection and support with a loving community, receiving validation, mantras, and affirmations to recognize your inherent worthiness to live the life of your dreams. This eight-week journey includes live and recorded deeply supportive ceremonies with guided coaching sessions, breathwork journeys, reintegrations, questions and answers, private Facebook group, and rising from the ashes empowering mindset journaling prompts. Pre-recorded guided visual meditations to consume at your own pace is an added bonus. I've walked the path of narcissistic emotional abuse and emerged even stronger. Now my mission is to guide you through a journey of healing, rewriting your story, and rediscovering the strength within you. This sacred space is rooted in compassion and empathy where your journey is honored and your worthiness is unquestionable. Join Liberation Rising from the Ashes today. Claim your spot in this exclusive container and rediscover the strength within you. Full details are in the link below. Spots are limited for early bird pricing. We began January 11th, and this immersive eight-week journey, like no other, emerged stronger than ever. Hello, and welcome back to Raw and Radiant. I am here for another episode for my community to share my mentors, the healing couple, Jess and Corey. I have been so privileged to welcome them into my life, to open my heart to them Several years ago now, I don't even remember, but it has been a beautiful journey to be in their space and in their company and for them to hold me and my growth and hold me and my cracking open and to receive unconditional love and support from them and knowing that their space, their energy is a trusting place for me and I don't want to keep their love and their light to myself. I want to share their radiance with everyone else. So I am here with them in this recording episode, whatever it is, on August, the end of August of 2023. And I am so grateful that you both are here. And please 
say something juicy, some nugget of wisdom here. So let's start us off. Jess. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us, Victoria. I know that you and I had a really beautiful conversation and it's just really special to come together with Corey as well and, and drop in with you because over the last five years together, it has been one hell of a journey for everything from you coming to one of our breathwork classes to then working together and watching you evolve and then you stepping into the role of becoming a breathwork facilitator and now like what has blown up in your life and in your business. It's just like the, it brings me so much joy to to see that. So it's special for us to come come together for this conversation today. And something juicy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> something juicy. Something that's been really, really present for me and also for us lately has been just the the word authenticity and being all of us. I think that especially as entrepreneurs or as creators, as leaders, we are very much thinking about other people and what other people want and serving and making an impact. And that's really important. But I think that sometimes we can get lost in that. It's like, okay, what, you know, am I creating for me or am I just creating for others? And am I only being certain parts of myself that I think other people are going to either accept or think is professional or that they'll take us seriously, especially for us as like entrepreneurs, you know, wanting that. But then maybe other parts of us get kind of shoved to the side. And I'm really feeling called to explore just all parts of me and of us and like letting that really shine, shine forward and being permission for other people. So I want to bring that to the conversation today that just like, oh, I'm just like in a box here. This is what people know me as, but like I get to be all parts of myself. There's, you know, we're complex human beings. And so just embracing all facets. Mm. Thank you for that, Jess. That is beautiful. All parts of us. Yeah. Yeah. Let's explore that. I'm excited for that. Corey, tell us something juicy about you. Where are you in this current moment in the end of August? Oh my gosh. Where am I at in this moment in the end of August? I would say that for me and Jessica right now, we are going through a growth period within our personal life, our relationship, our business. And with that comes the unknown. And I think for for me, having gone through this evolution so many times of discovering myself, all myself, and then going through, continuing to go through that journey, not just saying, hey, I'm here, I'm going to stay here forever. Like we're constantly evolving human beings. And so choosing to enter the unknown. And so for me, I think that's been a, a big part of it because I, you know, I'm a naturopathic physician. I've been technically out of practice for over three years doing this full time. And as we start to grow the business or the team or a personal life, I think a big part of it is identity. Kind of piggyback Mm -hmm. a little bit off of what Jessica is saying is like, okay, now that I'm here, who am I? Actually, the better question is, who do I desire to become in this moment that then will be a reflection of what I desire? And so, yeah, I think there's a lot that we can dive into. I know today you really wanted to speak to us 
about our relationship, maybe a little bit of where we came from, and also how does breathwork integrate into it? Because to be quite honest, we get on a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and we talk about the breath, specifically Reset Breath, which we founded. We talk a lot about business. We talk a lot about marketing, but our relationship, funny enough, on podcasts tends to be a little bit of a back burner. And so I'm excited to talk about that today. Yeah. Okay. So I have full body chills right now. Just who who do I desire to become? But letting your story as a couple come forth into this space, like that is where I desire to go on this podcast, being raw and radiant and knowing that this podcast has been put forth into the universe to serve as a support system for other people going through similar journeys to my own and also shining light that the trauma, the abuse, the emotional abuse, physical relationships, whether it's parents, whether it's a spouse, partner, but knowing that there is beauty at the end And I don't want to say at the end, but there is beauty in a relationship that can be supported, that can be held and can be nurtured. And witnessing the two of you in the time space that I have been within your presence is I've noticed an involvement in the two of you. So I just want to shine a little backstory on my trust that I tapped into with the two of you. So moons ago, I experienced breathwork for the first time in San Diego with the two of you. And in that story of witnessing my whole soul come online and feeling the vibrations and feeling the expansion within myself and knowing that there was so much more for me to live in this lifetime. And the two of you in your nurturing relationship, aside from breathwork and your nurturing relationship held that space for me and being in private breathwork containers with the two of you and allowing me to see what my soul has come here for and allowing me to see that breathwork session where my soul was trapped behind the iron bars. And you both, both collectively and singularly gave me the safety and the trust to witness within myself that that the relationship that I was in wasn't serving me. And also there's so much more for me in this lifetime. So witnessing the two of you together in this space of a healthy, from my perception of a healthy relationship, that that is possible. And that is possible for other women. I'm speaking to them right now, that there there is healing and there is the dark night of the soul to allow that healing to happen and that constant evolution to get to a relationship that is healthy And I see that within the two of you and that healthy relationship of knowing that there is some dark nights of the soul for the two of you. There are some healing and growth separately and together so that you can be the couple that you are. So I'm not sure where I'm going within this question, but that's just the backstory of being in your space and wanting to shine light on that relationship and how breath work has integrated within that. So give me either one of you, I I'm, I don't care whatever, whoever is called to, but give me a little background into maybe potentially what your relationship was prior to meeting together and how, you know, give us a little foundation as to where you were before we get to where you are. Mm. 
All right. So we're traveling many, many moons ago, <laughs> a number of years ago. And I mean, I can definitely speak to where I was at and love for you to speak to where you were at because they were very different. I mean, like long story short, like I was definitely like a serial dater and Corey was in a long-term relationship prior to, you know, and in, in previously engaged before I had met him. So we were on very different, different paths. And I would say that I, you know, I dated a lot of, a lot of men and I, what, what was something that was really underlying was I would often self-sabotage. I would get to a certain point where I felt, you know, comfortable, but I didn't really feel comfortable with men like actually seeing me. And so I would find a way unconsciously to push people away. And I also had trouble really trusting to trust other men, to really trust and like let them into my heart. And so relationships would only last for a certain amount of time before somehow I would push them away, they would leave, and then I would perpetuate and fulfill this story of like, oh, like men don't actually want to be with me and like what's wrong with me or whatever it was and feel like it was really about them and it was actually really about me and me looking for love, looking for connection, looking for approval, looking for all of these things in somebody else and wanting that and he- wanting to hear that and wanting to be just wanting to be liked, wanting to be wanted, right? There was this like addiction to wanting to be wanted mm-hmm. until I wasn't anymore. Mm-hmm. And so with many iterations of that, it really was a calling to want myself. Yeah. I have to want myself. I have to love myself. I have to accept myself instead of hoping that other men will do that for me or even just other like friendships or just other types of relationships. Mm-hmm. And so it it had me dig deeper inside of myself. So when I met Corey, it was the first time where I really felt like someone saw me. They didn't see just what I put out there, what I felt comfortable with somebody seeing, the perfect Jess, but all of me. Mm-hmm. Like when he would look at me, it was like he was like looking into my soul. When he would speak to me, he was speaking to like my soul and to my heart. And I was like, this is different. This is interesting. It almost kind of was scary because it was so unfamiliar. And I but and I kept having this voice of like, well, he's going to leave. He's going to leave. He's going to leave just like everybody else. So don't get too excited. Even if he like says all the right things, don't get too excited. Don't believe him. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to leave. So I really had like I was I had like my like safe distance. You know, I kept him at like a distance until I realized with how consistent he was with me over and over and over again. I was like, oh, this guy's for real. Oh, this guy is not bullshitting me. Oh, this guy really means what he says. And he taught me one consistency and through consistency, consistency builds trust. Right. So it was like, oh, wow. I can really trust me and I can trust him. And then there's a whole way that rough work played a, a really a role in this. And I, I can definitely dive deeper into that, but I would really want to open it up before I go any further to where Corey was was at, you know, months prior to and even yeah. prior to us meeting. And yeah. I mean, like, can I, let me stop you here real quick, Corey, because I know a lot of listeners and a lot, I know a lot of women 
that are listening to this podcast can really resonate with what you're saying, Jess, is that we create these stories, these limiting beliefs within ourselves that that we have to show up certain ways for men, for them to love us. And in reality, all we want to do is to be seen, to be heard and to be loved. And so we, whatever story that is within ourselves, because I played it myself too, is like we will self-sabotage whatever relationship there is. And so really bringing that forward into this conversation too, that that is such a powerful story for so many women. And I want to see you and recognize you within that knowingness of that's what you were doing. And so you really, I know I've done a lot of work to recognize that, but I really wanted to just shine light on on the permission slip for other women to be able to see that within themselves too. So thank you, Corey, for that pause. Of course. Yeah. 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 Me, many moons ago, (laughs) was, where was I? This is interesting going back. Mm -hmm. You don't take the time to usually think about these things. I was a lot more cookie cutter. I was straight and narrow even more than maybe you think I am right now Victoria <laughs> I had a lot of quote-unquote important what I thought was important responsibilities and so I filled my life with a lot of those things meaning you know naturopathic medical school like opened up a clinic that clinic did well did a grand opening ton of people showed up. Jessica was actually, we were actually seeing each other. And I think my big moment was realizing at this peak of like grand opening, mayor showing up, golden ribbon. Yes, there was a stupid golden red ribbon, whatever, with the scissors. scissors. Yeah, just like this crazy moment. And having this epiphany of like living someone else's existence. Mm -hmm. And as I watched everybody around me celebrating, I literally couldn't feel farther away from myself, if that makes sense. Mm. And having this like quiet moment, if you've ever, ever had like this like huge epiphany moment where it's like really personal, but it's like in public, it can feel very disorientating because you're like, well, I should be actually feeling this, but actually, wait a second, I'm having a huge breakthrough because I don't actually feel connected with this way of being or this way of living or this action. And so I had to really sit with myself. And I realized if I had taken all these actions to get myself in this area of my life, the only solution that I, of course, the masculine kicks in, like, what's the solution? And I was like, the only solution that I can think of is I need to start making opposite choices. So whatever I've been doing, I'm going to start doing the opposite. So I decided that night at the grand opening, fast forward, me and Jessica had rented an Airbnb, go back a little bit later than we had discussed, which kind of ruffled Jessica's feathers a little bit because she had a bunch of commitments. And all of a sudden, we get into a big fight. Mm. The kind of fight where I heard a voice of like, oh, I know how this goes. And I made it, I would always in past relationships make up these excuses or beliefs around when it got to this level of conflict like I don't deserve this like I'm not about this like essentially like see you later was my inner dialogue Mm -hmm. like I I can go find somebody else like see you later and I remembered the conversation that I had at the grand opening which was hey Corey you make opposite decisions or opposite choices 
And so mid fight, I turned to her at the end of the bed. And I remember this because there was like a TV in front of us, end of the bed in this like tiny little Airbnb. And I look at her and she's saying something to me. Couldn't even tell you what she was saying to me, but she was not happy. And I remember saying, hey, do you want me to be my girlfriend? <laughs> I had no expectation. I was like, this could go really bad. Like we'd yeah. be bad because I've never made a choice like that because she could have taken it eight different ways a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Stopped her for a second and she said yes. <laughs> and that really started what I feel like was a unique disruption in the patterns that I had in relationships, which was I would either end things really quick, abruptly in the beginning without ever giving it a chance or ever really investing in it. Or like Jessica was saying, I was in a long term, an LTR, a long term relationship for 10-ish years, and I would hang on until the last dying breath of the relationship, like to the point where it was unproductive, unhealthy, and I really wasn't in my masculine at the end of those types of relationships. So me making that opposite choice in the moment, not really knowing, but risking a lot, proved to me that there was another way. And so that's, that's how our relationship started. Yeah. I love that. Will you be my girlfriend? So <laughs> I I I I want to celebrate you Corey too that in that moment of that grand opening because you were in the societal norms of what you should do as a man, right? And recognizing like this this is not essentially this is not my purpose. This is not what I'm here to do. Like you had that momentary wake, awakening of I'm not feeling the bliss, the joy, the excitement of being here. What do I need to do differently? So within that time, I almost see like your soul detaching from your body and kind of hovering over you at the time and waking you up and snapping its fingers and going, hey, there's something else. Let's create some ruffling of the feathers within this this Airbnb and see how if you are willing to show up yourself in that opposite choice and the universe saying, okay, here's your story that will you show up differently or will you show up the same? Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There's so much power in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, just from, from there, like I just started making more and more opposite choices and it, for your listeners, it wasn't easy. It wasn't like, oh, I did that. And then fairy tale, you know, <laughs> ending, right. Or mm-hmm. beginning. It was like there was a lot of things that in the moment I thought were falling apart, meaning my business relationships, the clinic itself, my finances, like I got down to zero dollars in my bank account. My business partners didn't want me to practice with them anymore. Like I really had what I thought were all these messes and chaos. But now that I'm on the other side of it, I was like, I just had so much that I needed to shed. I had so much in my life that needed to be let go and released. And so in the moment, it seemed like a really terrible thing. But now reflecting back on it, I was like, oh, I made that choice and then continued to make opposite choices, which really freed up my business partners to make choices around me, around how they want to interact with me, freed up a lot of other areas and a lot of other people in my life. And so it just honestly created a lot of freedom. But in the moment, it can seem like a dust bowl, like a dust storm. Right. Um, but now that that dust has settled, I, I wouldn't wouldn't change a thing. Mm-mm. No. 
Oh, thank you. And I always say, not the dust bowl, it's the toilet bowl swirl. You're just like in that toilet bowl swirling and swirling and swirling until somebody either flushes it or you choose to jump ship. But so now, like, give us, okay, so from that Airbnb of making that opposite choice, like, one of you bring me into when breathwork started coming into your life. Because like I said, you both are the healing couple and you show up fully authentically for other people to hold space for them. And I know that I have been in group sessions, private sessions, virtual, in-person, and breathwork teacher training. Like, I want to get into that story too, Corey, where you held me, but not at this moment yet. So bring in where in your relationship you both separately and together started doing breath work. Mm -hmm. So both of us have actually been doing breath work for a number of years prior to us meeting many different forms of, of breath. And when we first got into relationship and we first started, dating, he asked me to be his girlfriend, right? In the middle of a conflict, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is new. Yeah. This has never happened. Gotcha. And I, and he got me and he's, I said, yes. But just shortly after that, I was in yoga teacher training and I thought yoga was the thing, like the thing that I want to do. This was my purpose. I'm going to be a yoga teacher. Like this is it. And while I still love teaching yoga to this day, what it actually, that teacher training invited me into was to go even deeper with breath work than I ever had before. It already like had changed my life up until that point and really saved my life. I know we talked quite a bit about that in our conversation, Victoria, in the last episode about how it helped me really heal with epilepsy and my seizures and whatnot. But what was so beautiful is that yoga teacher training very early on in our relationship invited me to go deeper with breath work and go deeper into my own practice and also really exploring sharing it with others. And why it was so powerful is because I knew Corey was different. I knew that this was not just a, not just like dating. Like, I mean, it was like, this was a deep soul connection. And I was finally like open and ready. My soul was ready for something like that to invite in a man like that into my life. And by going deeper with breath work, I opened up my heart. I felt I could, I was really building up trust and self-love within myself so that I could really show up in this relationship as we were really exploring partnership and exploring who, you know, who each other, who we were. And we were doing long distance at the time. He was in Arizona. I was in San Diego. And so I would, we'd have these late night calls. We'd be, we'd be talking like late at night and I would be sharing with him my breathwork experiences. And you know, these crazy visions that I was having and I turned into an eagle and I was flying through a cave and I could feel my power and all of a sudden he's just like, are you sure it's just breath work? Like we're, you weren't taking anything. Like, this sounds like my plant medicine <laughs> in the Amazon. And I'm like, no, I swear it's breath. He's like, I've done breath work before, but like, I never had experiences like that. And so it was a beautiful way for us to like share something much deeper than just like, the typical, I don't know, just going on, you know, dates and whatnot. Like it was like, we could share a lot more together. So I really kind of pulled him in to, to, to dive into breathwork deeper as well. And, and I knew that I was feeling called to become a facilitator of this work. And so I was sharing that with him and he's like, I'm right there with you. And I was like, really? 
Okay. So we dove into a couple different trainings and, and then after that, we're like, let's, let's facilitate together. Let's bring together all, all of these different modalities and the things that we, we love into a workshop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm and with a yoga te- you know, teacher background, naturopathic physician, and bringing together like our spiritual sides, we decided to lead a law of attraction and breathwork workshop in San Diego. And we just wanted to do it because we were so passionate and wanted other people to also be able to attract what it is that they desire, whether it's partnership or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And it ended up selling out. And we didn't expect that. We were both also pretty new to San Diego. He had he had ended up moving to San Diego and we led our first workshop and it sold out. The room was packed and we led this this really incredible workshop and, and journey. And then we were like, hey, like that was it. That that's awesome. Like we we loved it and it was it was great. And what we didn't expect was so many people coming up to us afterwards and saying, Oh my God, this changed my life. Oh my God. Like one woman shared, she's like, I feel like the entire universe had an orgasm within my body. Like I felt like <laughs> I had an orgasm the size of the universe. Like, is that normal? <laughs> and she's like, I feel so much bliss and ecstasy. I feel freaking amazing. I want to tell all my friends, when's your next workshop? And all these people were saying this and we were like, uh, play it cool. Get it, get a piece of paper sign up sheet, name and email. We'll let you know when the next one is. And so we packed things up and we drove back to our little beach bungalow that we moved into together not too long before that in San Diego. And we were sitting in the driveway just like talking about that whole night. And there's a moment where time just slowed down. I turned to Corey and I said, babe, we have to keep doing this. Yeah. We have to keep doing this. Having no idea where that was going to go. And it's you being in your energy breath in your energy just of being aware of the breath noticing like how that ripple was being broadcasted to the other people within your space like recognizing that your energy is alive your energy is potent that other people are receiving it so your heart, your soul is telling you lean deeper into this. And Corey, you going into the trust and knowing that I'm going to make that opposite choice and do something unconventional and lean into that energy also. Like that is such a gift. And yeah, thank you for sharing that story with me and the listeners just of witnessing just the two of you coming together to become the healing couple. And now take me into, Corey, like how often would you do breath work? Would you do the the three-part breath? So Corey, give me a little bit of background of the type of breath that you two facilitate. Let's just start there. And then how it was implemented into your life. Yeah. So like Jessica was saying before, there's many types of breath work techniques I think right now we are in a confusing Wild West era where everyone and anyone can say they're a breathwork facilitator, but it's like, what does that actually mean? Because you could take a yoga teacher training, you could learn a little pranayama, you could become a kundalini instructor, which has a lot more breathwork incorporated. And then you can start learning long form, conscious connected three-part breathwork techniques, which is what we're talking about. So these are journeys. This isn't just a little five-minute sit-down. 
This could be anywhere from 25, 35 plus minutes of you intensely breathing, essentially stretching the nervous system, your nervous system's resilience. And so in a nutshell, the, why me and Jessica designed Reset Breathwork and the Reset Breathwork method the way that we have is to in intentionally challenge your nervous system. There's a lot of techniques out there that activate a relaxation response within the body, a parasympathetic response is what we call it. And those are beautiful. And I think those are great day to day and throughout your day. Mm -hmm. For me, on a personal level, I found, and switching gears a little bit here, found plant medicine was my entry point into breath work. And so I sat with a lot of plant medicine, ayahuasca, et cetera, and found for me, after coming out of these journeys, experiencing these incredible visualizations, these breakthroughs, is realizing, shit, like amazing for me, but what about other people in my life as well as other people in the world? Like I felt honestly so frustrated because I realized living all the way up until I was like 25 when I did my first plant medicine journey is why the heck isn't this more common? Mm -hmm. And why the heck do we not have rites of passage within society? Like real rites of passage, not just here's your graduation, here's a diploma, good riddance, right? Mm -hmm. I realized Fundamentally, like within my DNA, I could feel this during these plant medicine journeys of like going through something challenging, experiencing something, and then coming out the other side transformed. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward, what I didn't realize is, is that while I could get that with plant medicine, I didn't realize I could get that with breath work. Mm -hmm. And so my first experience, like Jessica was saying, was I heard from her all this crazy stuff and either she's a looney tune. All the like, will. Yeah, or maybe you should dive on this. So my first experience was in a weekend training, getting certified. And so when I went into my experience and then came out, I popped up. And Jessica always says I had this crazy look on my face. I, I don't know if I could duplicate that for the camera right now. But it was essentially like a deer in headlights, like a Bambi look of, oh, my God. Did I just do that with my breath? Because... That literally was like plant medicine without the plant medicine. Mm. And so the light bulb for me, Victoria, was, wow, I can experience the same thing. And for me, my first journey was like, or that was like, yeah, my technically first journey. It was like a thousand times more powerful than anything that I experienced with plant medicine. And I did that myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so for that little boy, that little inside person where I was so frustrated on rites of passage and people having access to it, I realized like, if you can have just as powerful a journey lay laying down and breathing, that's so much more accessible than what I did where I flew thousands of miles, then a three hour ride into the middle of the Amazon and then spent a month there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people can do that, but people can come and experience an hour class. Yes. So that's when the light bulb went off for me. And then I realized I was like, okay. And I started asking more questions like, okay, what's the science behind this? Like what's actually happening in the body? Nobody had good answers for me. So then I took on my doctor investigative hat and really dove into it and realized that while there isn't a ton of research around this, there's a lot of theoretical hypotheses and principles that we can bring together to really start asking the questions that unlock answers that that we have found and that's why we 
started our teacher training. So in a, in a long nutshell, that's <laughs> kind of my journey. And, and that's the discovery that I've had. So for me to answer your other question is like, how often do I do this? Mm-hmm. So when I first started out, I was like, wow, light bulbs, investigate science. And I'm the type of person where I'm really extreme. And I realized on a personal note, how much I needed this breath work. So I decided, and I, when did I say, was it 2017? Somewhere around there to do it for a year. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it every single day for a year. Yeah. And that's on the extreme side, but I will tell you that I gained so much transformation from it on a physical, mental, emotional level that I still keep my ID from Phoenix because I don't look like the same person anymore. I don't mm-hmm. talk like the same person. I don't think like how I used to think. Mm-hmm. I really do feel like I was fully transformed. And so fast forward to today, I do it about, I would say once a week, maybe once every other week. And I have other techniques that I blend into my day. Yeah. Thank you for that. Oh, there's so much to unpack here. So seeing that breathwork doesn't need to be done to the extreme, but also knowing that you don't need to travel across the world to do something so powerful to shift your state of being and to recognize that scientifically breathwork is super powerful on its own. So like that's the gift right there. And then also like now that we know how the two of you have done it singularly, take me through like you guys have been together for a while and knowing relationship, like it's not easy. Relationships are not easy. You're two humans on a journey together, cohabitating and trying to co-create a life together and knowing that there's a lot of shit to unpack on your own story, on your own limiting beliefs, but also to come together and to unpack and to heal and evolve as a as a as co-creators in a in a partnership you do that through what what takes you through that next evolution the next growth to stay together for as long as you have mm. I, I have i have I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. so there's like a sexy answer <laughs> and then there's a really not sexy answer i feel like so, jess will share the sexy answer yeah, and Corey will yeah. Have- so let's start with the not sexy <laughs> And I would say this. And with sexy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this, this really, it's, it's so, it's so funny, but it's so true. And I feel like the unsexy part of it, we develop later on, right? Cause in the beginning, it's like, it's so easy. There's, there's chemistry, there's neurotransmitters, there's attraction, there's all sorts of things happening. And then I like to call it like, I would say it's like, it's like what research shows like the nine month window, that kind of part of our neurochemistry tends to dim and then you have to really rely on the structure and the function of the relationship in order to move forward and like you said grow and transform and so the unsexy answer is check-ins check-ins how are you checking in in your relationship in a consistent way in a obviously structural way as well as emotional dynamic way but as soon as we started doing a weekly check-in with each other that we have a specific structure for that we do every Sunday, when we scheduled out dates, scheduled out sex sometimes, also scheduled out quarterly, semi, and yearly 
meetings where we came together to like talk about the relationship and the specific aspects of it. That's what really, I think, created the lubricant, the more smoothness within our relationship. Because not only did we know we had a t- we have a time, whether it's weekly, monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, annually, all this time where we could check in, it didn't disrupt our day-to-day as much. And what I mean by that is so often in relationships, you can, as, as an individual person, you can be thinking, I'm having a great day. Like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the partner wakes up and then says something that then turns into this conversation that turns into an argument, that turns into a fight, that turns into all these other things. And for me personally, what has smoothed the road so much is I know even if she said that thing or then did a few other things that make me want to engage in some sort of fight or conflict that then takes up all this other energy and time and effort within your day and where you're trying to go in your relationship, I know I'm going to table that. Put that into the, put that into a note to the family check in. I'm going to table that. That's going to be going into the quarterly, semi-annual, yearly check in. And so there's a time and a place for us to have discussion around the relationship. And then what's great about that is then it's not going to be so charged. So maybe we have the like that thing that she says is on Monday. We don't have check in till Sunday. I might write it down on Monday, but then when I come back to Sunday, I look at it. I have context. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, that was me. Mm-hmm. You know, that was me getting in the way here. That was me creating extra conflict. I'm not even going to mention this. Or maybe we'll have a funny conversation around it. And so the unsexy part of relationships that will change everything is check-ins. Check-ins. And I love the, I what I'm hearing, the check-ins creates the pause. Yes. It creates the response versus the reaction. Yes. And that's the beauty of being a human is that if you can detach from that, that projection or what you perceive as a projection, right, that and as generators too, like we can we can really step into that pause and know that instead of reacting to what was said, that pause gives us the opportunity to just sit with it and to allow like the saddling of the the fight or flight that we can just really simmer down that reaction and and just go, okay, so maybe they didn't say it the way I heard them say it. So that check-in is a beautiful opportunity to just create that whole whole that whole pause in the moment of the of that interaction. So I love that the weekly check-ins that's so beautiful. So now I want to hear this sexy answer (laughs) because my generator in me is like fully okay. But now I want to hear the feminine sexy. Let's put on the lingerie and let's talk about all the beauty that's in a relationship. (laughs) I I love that. I love it. You know what? I'm going to hang out in the unsexy camp for just a little bit longer because I think it's so important. I think there's in the embodiment, coaching, spiritual space, there is a lot of sexy fluff. And I really want to get real. And I think that that's going to really serve, you know, your audience and and yeah. 
like I, I really don't want to sugarcoat things. And I, I don't want, I truly don't want people to like look at our relationship or what we've created or being an entrepreneurial couple, which is like a whole nother layer of relationship because we are not just in romantic relationship. We are also in, you know, business relationship. So it just adds this whole other dynamic, which requires us to have check-ins, to like, ha- to be really devoted and really committed to this structure because otherwise things get really enmeshed. And I'm saying that because we've learned out the hard way. Mm-hmm. Like things can get really topsy turvy. You don't know up from down and you feel like maybe my needs aren't getting met or I feel like I don't have time to like talk to you about this. Like things can so easily slip. Mm-hmm. Things can really get dragged on for way longer than they need to, or we keep things inside and we don't know when's the right time to talk about it. Or I, I feel afraid to sit my partner down and have a conversation. So like, I really want to emphasize like the unsexy part of a relationship, which is like these check-ins. Because it actually makes things sexy. It's yeah. like bringing sexy back, you know? Because in the unsexy check-in, you realize how much you appreciate your partner, yeah. how committed they are to these conversation, the 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 listening. Like you were saying, Victoria, it's like women just want to be seen, understood, listened to. And so it's like all that gets wrapped up into the unsexy act of scheduling a check-in. Yeah. Yeah. And you can make the unsexy act sexy too by candles or flowers or something like that too. You can bring both into the space. So thank you, Jess, for bringing that clarity and and recognizing that too. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a really beautiful time to listen to one another and we have these main areas of of life, everything from our intimacy to family, to our social life, to professional, to these different areas of life that we both get to set goals around. And then we get a chance for each of us to share our goals in these different areas. And what that does is it yes, allows me time to listen to Corey and vice versa. And it also, it's like, I learn so much about him in these check-ins. I like learn like, what what is he committed to this week? What is he looking forward to? What is he excited about? What can I support him with? That's another beautiful part about these check-ins is that we set a goal in each of these areas for the coming week. And if there's something that like really catches my attention, I'm like, how can I support you with that? Or do you need anything with that? And vice versa. So it has us really working together as a team. Mm-hmm. We have our individual goals, but then we can see what ones can we come together on and really be teammates. And that's been the beautiful part. And I'm going to get emotional because as unsexy as it is to be like, oh, you guys have like meetings, like you guys like, you know, <laughs> schedule these things. Yes. But it does, like Corey said, it creates the more, the space for, for beautiful conversations. It creates more space for love. It creates more space for support, which we all want. And I have never felt more like a team with Corey than I do now because of all these things that we've put in place. Because before it's it's just kind of like whenever you want to have a conversation and it's just there's no there's no like clear boundaries around it. And now that we've put that there, it's like we work together as a unit. We work together as a team. We have each other's backs. We trust one another. Mm. We created something that is so, there's such a strong foundation that guess what? When shit comes up, because it does, shit can't rock the healing couple because we've created such a backbone. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of partnerships can't like say that, like things that like, crumble so quickly okay. because what have you built it on? You've built it on attraction. You've built it on this, just the sexy moments, just like the, the glamorous stuff, the, the cute pictures on Instagram. Sorry, that shit doesn't cut it. Yeah. And things get hard and things have gotten really hard with us. Yeah. But we can ride through it. Yeah. I see you. But I will say, as far as like the fun, sexy parts, <laughs> I know you were, you were. Yeah. I can get to that. Do you want to get, okay. I can get to that. All right. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause you here real quick, Jess, because what I'm hearing you say with that is these check-ins creates the vulnerability, which creates honesty, and then in turn creates the trust. And that creates the foundation, that creates the backbone, that creates that lasting partnership that, yeah, I, you recently posted on Instagram the the reel of I need a hug. There were no words that were needed. It was simply you being vulnerable, telling Corey honestly that you need a hug. Nothing more. Just hold me. And that is such a beautiful act from a man in a safe space to be able to hold your partner, your lover, your spouse, your, and just see them in their vulnerability, in their rawness, and feeling from a woman's perspective that trust. That's huge. And I will bring that story up after Jess talks about the sexy. So the sexy, I'm not sure what was coming up for you. So feel free to okay. intervene here yeah. too. But the, the the sexy, the really the fun stuff too is we have a commitment now to each other that we will set up one date a month. So essentially we're doing two dates. I I do one, Corey does one. And we pick something, something new, something fresh, not just going to, you know, going out to eat to our favorite place, which is great. We love that too. But doing something that either one of us or none of us had ever done before. And research shows that one of the top factors for longevity of relationships the, the top factor. yeah. is having new and novel experiences together. The adventure. Because adventure, right? Mm -hmm. The newness, the, the spontaneity, the really learning things about each other because we do that in the beginning of our relationships, right? Like everything is new. Uh -huh. But what happens when the newness dies off? We have to be so intentional about keeping that spark alive, keeping the newness alive. And one way that we do that is by each of us planning a date. And I say each of us really intentionally because usually in a heterosexual relationship, oftentimes it's expected that the, the man does that. The guy is the one that's responsible for the date nights and for paying and like setting it all up and the woman gets to receive and all that, which is beautiful. But then that, that burden or responsibility can often just be put on the man. And it's beautiful that we get to share that that responsibility. And we also get to choose. Like I get to choose what we're doing and you have no say, right? <laughs> vice versa. So we get to do things that we both really enjoy versus like one of us kind of just like guessing, right? And maybe we're doing a lot of things that like you really like to do but what about, you know, what about the other person? So it really creates this beautiful balance. And I'll never forget when we shared this recently with our banker. And I, he was like, what are you guys up to later today? And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be going to 
we're gonna be going out to Mount Belmont Park and like going to the amusement park, like riding the roller coasters, just like having a good time like kids. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, like I planned this this date for us. He's like, you planned it? <laughs> he was like so like caught off guard. And I was like, yeah. And so I shared some our commitments. He's like, I love that because I honestly plan every vacation, mm. every trip. If we're gonna go on date nights, it's gotta be, it's gonna be on me. And so sometimes what can happen is I get really busy and we don't go on a date for like months. And then we look at like, we need to date each other again. Mm-hmm. So we've just gotten ahead of that by what we're doing. He's like, I love this. He's like, can I steal this? And I was like, absolutely. absolutely. I can't have a conversation with my wife tonight that she gets to start getting some dates. You know, and that brings in too that just when you plan the date, Corey, you get to be in the receivership. And so many times in our society that that male masculine role is the doing. And we forget that men, you are human too. And to receive that, somebody else is doing the doing that you get to receive. You get to fill the else from Jess. Like that is the beauty in the relationship too. It really is. Yeah. 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 Cause I think yeah. we both have masculine and feminine energetics within us, whether you're a biological male, biological female, like you have to experience both ends of that spectrum in order to really feel like you have, like you were saying, like a full cup, like you're getting recharged, like you're being contributed to. And so, yeah, that, that is a little bit more of the sexy. I, I have, I have, okay. Little- it's yeah. like sexy tip kind of thing. One thing that we've done that has been- I'm kind of scared, by the way. Oh. Me too. It won't be TMI. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. But it's been really good for the spontaneity of our relationship is, I don't even know what you would call it, but what we do every six months is we, how many how many cards do we do? Six? Yeah. It's like six so months. we have little construction cards or like we make it fun, yeah. index cards, and we make- up six cards. And what I mean by that is I will write down six things and I'll, and I'll think about it, like things that Jessica wants, desires, or any way she can be contributed to. And this, yes, it can be intimate, sexual. Yes, this can be experience. Yes, this can be some like a massage, right? Ways for us to connect on an intimate level. And so if you know your, if, if you know your partner's favorite position, if you know how do they like to be made love to, all those types of things, you will essentially write that on a card. And so you will write out six of them. And for us, the rules are you can draw one of those cards once a month, anytime you want. And what I love about this is these are things that I've written down that I am being mindful that Jessica really enjoys whether it is, and it, guys, it can be any of these categories. So she likes to go on a ride and a bike. If she likes to go get ice cream and da da da, then it's that. So like, I can even think of just to keep it PG, like, you know, Jessica really loves Sunset Cliffs, and she also really likes treats. So it's like this card is good for one treat of your choice, plus a uh, uh, sunset with me and you on Sunset Cliffs. So like that's one, and so write up six for each of you know each each of us and then we exchange the cards so i have her cards and she has mine and just make sure when you do that that they give you that card so they can't you know this isn't like some rebatable coupon that you can just keep using all the time 
you know, for forever, <laughs> right? It's one and done. Yeah. But that has really brought a lot of spontaneity, like chemistry. It's been a little edgy for me sometimes because I think for men too, like kind of what you were alluding to, Victoria, is like to be contributed to in certain ways can be challenging. And so for me, even like I'm running a little behind on my cards right now. And so it's bringing up some conversations with me of like, Oh, like, or me even feeling bad about like, oh, I really want this. But like, I think Jessica's in this position right now with her energy or her time. And so it, 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 even for the person where you're drawing the card, it can really challenge certain aspects of how you show up in the relationship. And so for me, it's definitely being contributed to. So I'm being mindful of like, okay, each month I'm, I'm going to draw a card. I'm going to give it Jessica. And she's got to fulfill on that. That's part of the deal. So you draw the card. So Jessica Jessica will write six cards for me. Uh-huh. She will give them to me. Uh-huh. And then I, once a month, can draw one of those cards and request whatever's on that card mm-hmm. that she wrote down. Right. Okay. And, and vice versa. So yeah. I've got all the six things that Corey's willing to do for me. Right. And I get to choose when he gets to do them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That takes... Sometimes like that really takes you stepping out of the energy that you are presently currently in to giving energy. So, all right, perfect segue. How do you navigate that? Corey, you're in in the doing mode. You're in the CEO mode. And Jess pulls the card of, I want some nurturing. I, I want to feel desired. How do you shift that? Like what what tools... And this is this is a good question for both of you. Like, what tools do you use mm-hmm. to shift that energy that you're currently yeah. in? Yeah, yeah, because sometimes it can be hard to flip those roles and I can be very right brain and now I have to be left. So I, I hear what you're saying. So for me, the tools would be very simple. It's acknowledging, getting excited, right? Because it's like, hey, that's one of the, oh, that's, I would love to do that for you, right? And getting excited about it. And if, for me, like if it is I'm in CEO mode or I have some other responsibilities that have to be fulfilled right now, so I can't fulfill on that card she drew right now, I would make a recommitment. So it's like, I I, I already made a commitment because I wrote that card out for you. Now you're drawing it to me. Hey, I'm acknowledging that I'm still committed to that. Can we do it at, instead of two o'clock right now, could we do it at 4.30? Could we do it at six? Hey, I will double commit on it if we could do it tomorrow at this time i would give you a double dose of whatever's on that card you know so it's like that has been very helpful recommitting acknowledging and then recommitting the other thing for me too is like gosh darn it you made a commitment you know so it's like buck up like this isn't about you this is about the relationship mm-hmm. and so i already wrote down whatever that was on that card maybe it was months ago maybe it was half a year ago even if I don't feel like it right now what am I committed to am I committed to my personal feelings or am I committed to the relationship and so I choose the relationship every single time because there's been times when Jessica's drawn the card hey I know for sure there's been times when I've drawn a card and Jessica doesn't feel like it absolutely but it's like when you really sit with yourself in that moment it's like Am I going to choose myself or am I going to choose what I already committed to for that relationship? And every time I'm going to choose a relationship. And I'll tell you too, even if it's something that I don't want to do in the moment, 
even if it's something that I'm like, this doesn't really work for me right now. Every time that I do that, Victoria, we feel so connected. And I honestly feel so much better about myself, about the relationship than I ever would have if I would have said, you know what? I, I, I did write that on the card. I was committed to that. I'm not feeling that right now. Nah. Nah. How do you think that's going to go? Yeah. No. No. So for me, yeah, th- those are just a few quick things that, that I usually do in that moment. Yeah. So it's it's a flip of the of the mind. It's a flip of of what's happening in the ego mind and stepping out. Mm-hmm. And just how do you flip that narrative in your mind when it comes up? Yeah, I mean, it's very similar. I mean, it comes down to the commitments of like, what am I more committed to? Am I more committed to this thing that I am like that I'm doing right now? And maybe that is the case. It's like, hey, like there is something that is really important here. And so I have to decide what am I more committed to? And is there a way to have a both a both and and that recommitment? And might be like, hey, like this is really important to me. And so is this. I'm going to complete this. Give me until this time. And then, you know, because and really framing, I think what's also so important is like frame how you frame it too. Yes. Because letting him know that this is important to me and letting him know why I'm recommitting is because I want to give you my fullest attention. I want to be able to be fully present and fully love on you. And I, if I really know that I won't be able to do that in this moment, it's actually not going to serve either of us if I do just bulldoze through. So I have to be with myself. Can I, can I, can I just show up regardless and it's going to be a better outcome or would it actually be better serving to both of us if I do this thing, complete it, and then give my full attention and presence at a later time. And so really checking in and being honest about that. And also if I'm like, okay, I I do want to do this right now. Okay. I know this is going to to, to stir about. <laughs> I get to like, yeah, that just flipped the mind, but like give myself maybe just five minutes to like reorientate, right? To shift out of whatever it was that I was doing and to get into the mode or into the energy of whatever it is that I, I'm, I'm about to, you know, to to give. And how do you do that? That's what I'm trying to extrapolate wow. here. Like, yes. what are your tools in your toolbox, whether it's five minutes, whether it's 30 minutes, whether it's a day, like, how are you navigating? And I don't want to use the word needing because, but how are you navigating to choose to shift that energy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, it's giving myself alone time. It's giving myself the space because I know whatever we're doing is going to be together. And especially with me as a projector, I need I need alone time. So it's giving myself the space with just me and myself. Mm. And it's giving myself the space to either like somatically release, like whether I dance, whether I shake, like shaking out, moving the energy that whatever from whatever it was that I was previously holding so that I'm not carrying that into whatever we we are going to be doing together. It's like, literally, it's just like shaking, shaking things out. Sometimes I have to like punch a pillow, like just move my body to clear it out. And then like, I, I feel like I blank slate. Now I can show up. Sometimes it is a little bit deeper and I do reset breath work. Like I do, or another form of, you know, a breath practice so that I can breathe through, really be present with whatever I'm carrying right now. And then also come back to my center. 
mm-hmm. and come back to and really drop into my intention so that I can really bring intentionality to what it is that I'm doing. So whether that intention is to to just to give to give love or dropping into my intention of patience, dropping into an intention of just play. Mm-hmm. Right? Because some of these things are maybe more like playful and adventurous. So it's like, let me let go of my seriousness right now. Mm-hmm. I was like maybe more in business mode. And let me just drop into into play and breathe with play. Mm-hmm. Drop into that inner child, then really show up, you know, whether it is going on those roads, because it's inner child play, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Corey, what do you do? Same scenario that's yeah. potentially happening. Yeah, I think a lot of it, like Jessica was saying, is before these types of situations present themselves is like, what are you doing to fill up your cup? So for me, it's always movement. I have a lot of energy as a generator. So I have found, and this is on the extreme side, but I'll work out an hour and a half, sometimes two hours a day, early, early in the morning. I feel like I have a different life sometimes before Jessica wakes up, like, I'm like, I already lived my day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you all about it. Right. (laughs) But yeah, it really does. It comes down to knowing yourself, knowing your energy. And then also I think, and this is something that me and Jessica have really been exploring a lot is that our feelings, and I'm be very careful how I say this and give me a a second to like bring the context out. Cause I think with you know, the practice that we're in, breathwork embodiment, people get really kind of like triggered by it. There's no trigger warning here. But what I want to say is sometimes your feelings, they can lie to you. Mm. Yeah. Think about how many moments that you've had in your life where maybe you feel a particular way about it, but then you let that feeling mature or dissipate or dissolve then you come on the other side and you're like, actually, I don't actually feel that way or I actually don't think that way. It was just that way in that moment. And maybe that was because of a past trauma or a belief system or just Mm -hmm. how you were raised. There's a lot of other factors that get involved with that. Because for me, my core unbalanced, unbalanced masculine energy is very much anger. Mm -hmm. That then can turn into a lot of other things. And so when I have these moments come up where Jessica draws a card and maybe I get frustrated on the front end or angry or upset, like, you have to pick it now. Why? All this other shit going on. What I realize is, and this is just part of a practice, is I ask myself, are these my feelings or are these someone else's? Is this mine or is this not mine? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a beautiful question that you can ask yourself in that moment, because if the answer is it is not mine, well, then maybe, just maybe, that feeling is quote unquote lying to you. It's not really telling you the truth about who you are, what you stand for, and how you actually feel. Right. Feelings, quite honestly, they can come from many different angles Mm -hmm. and many different projections. And I find that when people solely live or die by the feelings that they're feeling in the present moment, they honestly are lying to themselves and robbing themselves of a future that they truly desire. Mm. And I think that goes in direct contrast to a lot of maybe 
the teachings and philosophies that I even taught you, Victoria, over the years about like, honestly, yes, still feel your feelings, experience the present moment, especially in breathwork sessions, like go to those depths. But when it comes to your daily life, when it comes to these situations where Jessica picked a sexy card, now I got to do a sexy thing. I don't really want to do the sexy thing and I'm getting frustrated and angry. Check in with yourself because is that feeling actually true for you? Or is that something else or someone else or not your feelings? Mm -hmm. Because when you live or die and breathe by your feelings 24-7. You just react. They can take you. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm hearing, too, is that that's a perfect opportunity to tap into some breath work, too, because we're not our thoughts. Our thoughts create the feelings. And so are those negative thoughts from our past from stories that we've been told from someone else. And so can we tap into the power of breath to a shift those thoughts so that we create the better feeling feelings and that we can show up fully for our partner for the situation that is presented itself. So that is a beautiful thing to witness too, is that yeah, our feelings aren't always necessarily real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we see a lot of people might be a little bit of a sidetrack, but my heart aches for a lot of people in the breathwork community, community, spiritual community, that all they like teach and preach and focus on is that feeling and they allow it to dictate so many aspects of their life. And I am sitting here like not on a high perch, but just sitting here saying I'm not a perfect human being, but there is a there's a different conversation that you get to have with yourself because if you're constantly following your feelings, you're going to be chasing the tail mm-hmm. and you're going to be going nowhere in your life. Yeah. 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 This is a, I, this is kind of a different topic, but recently I had my new mountain bike stolen mm-hmm. and to sit in that feeling of that anger and that frustration, yeah. I allowed myself momentarily to feel that feel because like it was, it was hurtful. But then also I'm like, okay, I'm abundant. So shifting the feeling and shifting the thought, like, And tabbing into some breath work, too, of like, okay, I can release that anger and I can shift that thought like, okay, maybe they needed it more than I did. Or, you know, what's the story behind it? So like that is a whole full circle of everything in our life, too, is is when we're handed that card from our partner of they desire X, Y, Z, you know, and I'm not feeling that. Well, that pause and that how can I redirect and how can I show up because I am committed to this relationship. So yeah, that's really beautiful to witness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many juicy things. I'm so, so honored. I just want to be respectful of the time. Like we could go down so many more trails and what I'm really been called each shift in this conversation is to share something that I know I've shared with you both before, but I haven't shared with my listeners is that when I did choose myself and leave the abusive relationship and left Costa Rica and came back to the States. And at the time I was mentor and breathwork teacher training for round two for you guys and came to Austin for graduation weekend. It was something so so needed within me and that at that time like I had no trust in men I had no trust in in anybody but a core few women Jess 
Rachel, Sarah, and Doreen, and knowing that those core few women were my sole support. And honestly, truly, like any male that was in my life was not allowed in, was not to be trusted. And going through that graduation weekend and having that profound expansion and that breathwork session where, Corey, you came over and you held me and I can't remember if you put your hand on my hand on my heart or hand on my shoulders or maybe both, but it was so loving and so nurturing to receive a safe space from a man that that's where it shifted within me, knowing that it is potential for men to be a guiding light to be a support system to be able to walk alongside of their queen of their of their partner and to support them in the ups and downs and the beauties and you guys have shared that within the story within your story and I'm so grateful I'm so grateful for both of you and I'm so grateful for you Corey for showing me that that was a gift and it is a gift as I move forward into potentially new relationships in my life from other men and knowing that I can see characteristics now within men that have the potential to show me that support system. So I am, I value our friendships and yeah. Thank you. Thank you both. Yeah. Yeah. It's those, it's those moments when you you just know, you know, and you had all the evidence to think the contrary. Mm-hmm. And now you've allowed that moment, that interaction, that beautiful interaction that we got to have. And you've allowed that to, as you, I love your language, is ripple out into all these other areas of your life and start to start to provide new evidence, you know, mm-hmm. evidence that you desire in your life. And you are you are the absolute center of that. And so I'm so proud of you for honestly taking your power back for busting through those bars and living, I mean, such a dream life and getting to experience and also allowing other people to experience so many parts of you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thank uh, you. And that is so special. And we are so grateful to have you in our life, to have you be a part of our so many so many things within our life, whether it's teacher training or personal, and to really see you just flourish. I mean, come on now. Thank you, thank you. Fully received. Thank you. Ah, well, I know that your story is there's so much more depth to it, and I just want to be respectful of time too. And if any of this resonates with any of my listeners out there, please reach out to the healing couple, Jess and Corey. And it's the healing couple with an underscore at the end on their Instagram. And if you desire to be seen, to be heard, to know that a relationship is so much more than than superficial, like just follow them. If you desire breath work, you can reach out to them. You can reach out to me. And there's so much power and there's so much healing in their story. And knowing that you are fully seen and you're fully supported. And we're here to, I know all three of us are here to hold each one of you, each one of you listeners into this space of really growing and evolving one layer at a time, one aspect at a time, one step at a time. And 
we are here for a purpose to shine light on. There's so much more and we desire, mm -hmm. I know I can speak for them to mm -hmm. create this ripple effect through such a broader, broader community and to show up fully for those people that are here within our space. So I thank you both so much from the bottom of my heart for being here, for being in my life and for being such a beacon of hope. And I love you both dearly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So until next time, if any of you desire support, reach out either DM to me or to Jess and Corey, the healing couple, and we are here. And if any of this resonates with you, feel free to pass this podcast on to those of you that you desire that could be seen and supported in any way. And like, share, comment, do all the things. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Raw and Radiant is edited and produced by Media Unscripted, your one-stop shop for all things podcast production, management, and growth. You can find out more about them at MediaUnscripted.com, especially for those of you looking to start, launch, or grow your own show. Thank you, beautiful soul, for joining me and having the courage to live raw and radiant. If this podcast has moved you and lit a spark within you, or if you know someone who could benefit from its transformative power, I encourage you to share it with them. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Your questions and ideas fuel this show's heartbeat. I want to hear what resonates with you, what topics you crave, and what burning questions you desire to have answered. Together, we create a safe space where women's stories empower and inspire us, reminding us that we're never alone in this journey. Giving back is effortless and immensely impactful. Please leave Raw and Radiant a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Your words have the power to ignite change and empower others to embrace their Raw and Radiance. Thank you for being an integral part of this transformative community. Your support means the world to me.